We are not heroes, nor are we villains. Neither kings nor magicians, but we can tell you their stories. We are the Lore Keepers, and we welcome you to Halloween. Welcome to Halume. This is Lore Keepers, the boundless venture, the world-renowned podcasting opus wherein the richest tapestry of lore in human history is sung into being before your very ear holes. I am Frank. I'm Carter. I don't think I've sung that in a while. Uh, and whether you melt jewelry in volcanoes, burn steel to usurp the Carrion throne, or eggs... Exit? No, crit. I should wear my glasses. Crit your, on your Grey Warden to floss. Sit a while, a weary wanderer, and let us weave you a tale. Um, so this week, we're going to be uh, talking about... It's been a little while since we did the God Mill. I don't know if there's like a secret cadre of people who are like, Oh yeah, God Mill, we've been waiting! Or whatever. I feel like if there was, we would have heard from them by now. Um, but we're doing another one for uh, for those three thirsty souls um, who've been looking forward to it. Uh, did, we, did you just go, it's been a while? I did. <laughs> uh, it took you a minute to to actually see it. But you got uh, it. My, my, brain's on, my brain's on slow time, I guess. Um, yeah, that really did take me a second. I totally missed that you did that. Okay. Uh, yeah, but before oh, before we get into that, Carter, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's a it's a busy time for me as the semester's wrapping up, but I um I always have a nice break from writing papers to to do some podcasting. Yep, so that's, that's how it's going with me. I'll be done in like uh, like a week. It's exciting. You, I like that you see this as a break. That's 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 endearing to me. Yes. I missed not talking to you for like three weeks. That sucked. You missed that? You don't want to talk to me for another three weeks? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we are definitely recording a couple in advance so that we uh, don't have to talk to each other for the next couple of weeks. There you go. Because um, I'm going to be taking a long ass break, man. Um, 11 days. 11 days. 11 days of uh do you know what that's a reference to i don't uh what was the kobold from that uh mike something played in uh critical role come on he was a is a is a it's one of the one of the creators of D D, and he who is a cameo appearance and he played a kobold while they were on their way in campaign two to something I can't remember what. Nope, not ringing any bells. Gets killed almost immediately by some like fire giants or whatever. He got stomped on. That was that was campaign one, I thought. Was that campaign one? I don't think they fought any fire giants. They probably would have died. <laughs> well, I'm a year out of date, so that would make sense. Um, I got to catch up, man. I saw that. I, I think I had something potentially spoiled for me. 
I don't I don't think it's necessarily it wasn't anything major. I just it was a, t- a potential time jump. And I'm like, oh, shit, I want to know what that's about. Um, but I don't I don't know. So the I whatever. Eleven days. Um, what was the eleven days? Oh, I was just saying I was taking a break. Yeah. OK, wow. Yeah, well, Frank, how you doing? I don't know where mine is. I, I can't look at you. I can't look at you. I have to focus on the mic. My, the mic is my like my focus totem that allows me to actually think about spellcasting focus. Yeah, essentially, man, it's my podcasting spellcasting focus because otherwise I cannot focus on like talking about shit. I was just saying I was taking a break from work. I, I'm taking three days of PTO, but I get 11 days off because Thursday and Friday, Saturday, Sunday like of Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, etc. I take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday off, and then I get Thursday and Friday for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day off, and then Saturday, Sunday again. It's pretty juicy. It's about as good as it gets. Nice. I mean, you got to use up the PTO before the year runs out, unless you got rollover. No, I have some rollover, but not a lot. Um, Oh, shit. Actually, I should check to make sure that my days will roll over. Oh, dude. Good call. Yep. Oh, I, I might be taking a little extra early of break. I think it, I think it rolls over, but I don't know. I'll have to make sure because I've saved up. I've like worked hard to save up a bunch of days this year. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, I don't know if we're going to be doing a bunch of Lore Keepers Juniors or how we're going to approach that. But we have a holiday episode for you all next week uh, at the time of this. Uh, when this will be released, it's just a week before Christmas. Wow. Carter, you doing you doing anything with family for Christmas? I'm assuming you're probably not returning to school. Yeah, that'll uh, be I return to school in January. I'll be at home. I was going to say is the next semester. Do you guys are you doing online or how how are they approaching that? Um, uh, I think there's just more online stuff, but they they have a lot of mandatory testing next semester. Mandatory testing? Yeah. If any, if you ever like go the kids uh, and anyone anyone who goes on campus has to be mandatorily oh. tested. Oh, oh my God, duh! You mean COVID? Yeah, I thought you meant like I was like SATs. I didn't no, think there was like no. college-wide mandatory tests that people had to take. Well, there are this year and 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 next year. Yeah, so that's gonna be annoying if I have a, a physical class because you know. Yeah. I don't want to get tested at fucking like tw- I think it's like once every two weeks or something like. I think it's twice a month. I forget. Well, it'll probably just a swab. So because I, I think they can test like DNA now, right? Or saliva samples or whatever. <laughs> DNA. <laughs> I don't know if they're fucking with my DNA, Frank. <laughs> We're just collecting your DNA for COVID reasons, you know. <laughs> Jeez, that's some Watchdogs 2 shit right now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... I played a mission last night where basically it was just uh, smart home people who were gathering tons of d- data about like all of their users and stuff. So, you know, relevant. Let's start the episode, shall we? Which let us. OK, so, yeah, as mentioned, uh, we're going to be doing a God mill for those of you who need a refresh or who are new to us. Um, welcome. Also. Please contact us if you're starting in the middle of the show. I'm curious. I want to see some people send us emails or tweets about what that's like, because 
I feel like almost everybody who's reached out to us is are people who are binging the show, which we love you with. It's I mean, by the time that you get to this episode, it's it's a it's a lot of content to binge. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I don't think I know a lot of people who who've reached out to us or anybody who's reached out to us saying like, hey, I just started your show in the middle of it. The point of that was to do a <laughs> what is a godmill? Godmill, uh, we we have a, a list of gods and some associations of what they are the god of, and then we roll a die uh, to a d100 to see which one we're going to talk about. And uh, this week, what we're going to be doing, and specifically for this season, maybe well, at least for this episode, um, it's as this god relates specifically to the city of Parasari that we've been um, slowly building. Uh, so Carter, do you want to, do you want to roll the die this time? I feel like you haven't rolled the die in a little bit. Let me see if, do I have my dice? Also, I got to pull out the, uh, God mill. Where's my, oh, they're over there. I have the dice. Okay. Carter's got his dice. You'll have to remind me, Frank, do I roll a D4? It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, wait, go. why would you roll a D4? For the God mill. No, you roll a D100. Very good, Frank. You never informed our listeners. You explained what the Godmill is, and they're like, I said we roll a D... Didn't I say we roll a D100? Maybe you did. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe. maybe, maybe, One of us wasn't, that's for sure. (laughs) You can always be sure of that. 82. 82? That's high up there. Okay. Okay, how would you you pronounce that, Carter? I don't know if you're looking at the Godmill. I just finished rolling. I have to go to 82. Verinethal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun one. I, I feel like we, it, it's Werewinthal. Was I trying to say wherewithal? Was, was that what was on my brain when I did this one? Wernenthal. Wer, wer? Is it Wernenthal? I, mean, Frank, I think it's I think it's whatever the fuck we want it to be. So we're 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 I mean, it's W I W. I almost fucked it up already. W I W R N E N T H A L. We're 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 Now spell as to doom to as to doom to how do you please spell that? Man, people in spelling bees are always so calm. I don't know what it is about that, but like the the way the cadence of that, it's like the opposite of a barker at a, a, an auction. Now I'm imagining like a spelling bee, but with like J. Jonah Jameson. He's like, spell me fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want words about Spider-Man. And I want them to be at least eight eight le- letters long, and you need to have at least a sy- syllable consonant, syllable consonant. Where? What, what are you waiting for? Go get me a go. coffee. There yeah. you go. Um, we're Wernenthal. 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 I'm just going to say Wernenthal. Okay. So who is this? What are they? They are a god who presents as female, and they are the goddess of law. Discuss. A female goddess of law checks out. Seems fine. Okay. Okay. Their name is a little strange, given our flavors of... Uh, Wernenthal. 
Do you think they're a god that's like brought over from somewhere else? I feel or they're like maybe a holdover from a previous era or something? That, that feels right to me. Like maybe that was a you think that's maybe like an elvish word from like the the like the, the from the sanguine empire or something? Or the Eldian Imperio, I guess I should say, because I don't think like I mean Sanguine Empire didn't last. I think we do something weird. What's the weird thing we do? I think we go off script. So I know that Steven Spielberg has given you a script for this episode. I want you to put it in a bowl and I want you to throw it away. Hang on. Steven? Steven? Yeah, we're going off script. No, no, throw that away. We don't need it anymore, Steven. Yeah, you can go home now. No, we didn't get your test results back. He left. He looked very, he looked very upset. We need him for the next episode. That's going to be on script. Oh, fuck. Wait, Steven, Steven, come back. Steve. Oh, he left. He's already, he went out the stage door. He's gone. We'll have to, we'll have to, I'll send him a text or something. Yeah. I'll do an apology emoji. What's, what's an apology emoji? Uh, poop. (laughs) Poop emoji. Okay. We'll go, we'll send him a nice poop emoji and a a bouquet of roses to say we're sorry. Okay. So he's, he's not a very good intern. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. So we're going off script. Uh, I already, I already set fire to and burned. This is actually uh, we actually had to cut the episode, um, burned the fourth studio down. Uh, it's kind of a problem because we're supposed to be working from home and there was a whole tax. Anyways, this is a couple weeks later. But so, yeah, uh, uh, what, what are we doing? I think there was just some this is maybe a recent thing or, you know, with the reason that I.E. Um, within the past like 500 years. Mm-hmm. And there just was like a group of these uh, clerics or priests that came here and were like, we want to stole the good word. And, you know, they're like, OK, sure. And then it just like caught like wildfire. People loved the teachings of Wernenthal. Wernenthal. Yeah. Why? I mean, first of all, a that sounds cool. I'm, I'm totally down with that. I think any city that is a large port city that gets a lot of activity you know, in the middle of uh, an ocean is going to encounter a lot of that does not surprise me. You know, the idea of a God um, being kind of pitched. There's probably a lot of different gods from sort of all over the world, uh, all over the reachable world that have found a presence here in some way or another, or like some, some, you know, sometimes the teachings don't always match up perfectly, but there's sort of, I could see sex or divisions of them that show up. Why law, though? Like, what's appealing about law to the, the people of Parasari? I think that this is, a, like, a, a slightly weird law one. So, Frank, what do you think of when you think of a, a god of law or a goddess of law? I mean, I think of somebody who would enact judgment. I don't know what they're doing on the cosmic level, but what they represent for the for the person is somebody who you could see justice be done by the clerics of whom are arbitrators. They would, they would judge whether something was fair or unfair. Yeah. I mean, settling disputes is, is kind of the most practical version of this is like, you know, fisherman Bob is angry because I don't know, coral harvester Jody keeps on fucking up his ability to get his, his fish. 
And they, so, so they go to Wernenthal or something like that to get this settled. So I think that we're going to have that idea of education. But I think there's, a, there's an interesting thing about Wernenthal, which is they're very community-minded. A part of law mm. is like unifying the community. Okay. Okay. How does that, I mean, does that mean that they have a lot of involvement in festivals or like, like what does community minded mean to you? It means, I think, that priests of Wernenthal are not like in a lofty temple in the most expensive place where, you know, they hang out in their cool robes and like discuss theology. No, no, no. They're, they're like down in the dirty. They're on street corners mm. and they're helping people with their problems and they're, they're okay. you know, educating not in a courthouse, but on the streets. Yeah, that makes sense. They're delivering okay. milk, Frank. <laughs> Remember bat <laughs> milk. And, and uh, scrubbing people's boots and stuff dude i totally remember bat milk um i uh, first of all when i hear that i think of uh, all, the only image that comes to mind is bruce wayne's nipples being milked for for, for milk fuck jesus yeah it's upsetting <laughs> batman milk <laughs> all right I thought you're gonna be yeah have some sort of image of like Alfred giving Bruce Wayne a glass of milk, him downing oh, it, being like ah oh, bat milk. Oh my huge pecs, my tremendous pecs. Oh, they're just so swollen. Jesus Christ! This is what happens when we go off script. Damn it! This is your fault. Oh, we never should have fired Steven Spielberg or told him to go home or. Whatever the fuck, I don't remember. It was weeks ago after, you know, before we burned down the. Holy shit, dude. Okay. Uh... <sighs> okay, but yeah. So, bat milk person. They're they're delivering that bat milk. Yes. Um, but no, they're not. Uh, so, are you saying? Are you basic? <sighs> let's let's get like recentered here. I need to recenter myself. Are you saying basically that they don't like have a temple proper? Do you think that they have a temple? <laughs> Or is I think it just altars. It's just altars. It's just altars around the city. I don't know. I think that they'd still have some kind of. Okay, so all right. First of all, I do like this idea that it's community-minded law. I think um, I don't think that Wernenthal 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 is the only god of law or goddess of law. Um, I think there's probably other gods. You know, sort of, I mean, I, I feel like morality would probably be its own pantheon of, of like, you know, who's a part of that? Because we have the martial pantheon, we have the natural pantheon of like governing forces. I would assume that a moral pantheon would also exist because I think there's actually, a, a you know, probably at least five different <laughs> pantheons. There's well, a I lot mean, of gods. I mean, laws are different from morality. Right. Well, and like... um yeah, absolutely. Like the practical application of law, it's it, it's an extremely different thing. Because um, there can be there can be laws that are about like which side of the road you drive on that has nothing to do with morality. But you know, if I drove on sure. the left side of the road, I'm doing something wrong, both regard to the law and if I'm putting people in danger. 
Uh, certainly right. I'm all also of a sudden doing something immoral. Doing something immoral. Okay, yeah. Um, but if we all agreed to drive on the left side, the law would be different, but the morality of it wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. I don't know that saying that they don't have a building is... Well, I can... It needs to be true, but I think we can choose for it to be true. I'm I'm actually fine with that. I think it's just... Like, I think about community centers, you know, or or... Like town squares are obviously a place where people can congregate, but I think that using spaces and 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 spaces where people can congregate is an important thing. Like where do all the clerics of Wernenthal actually meet? At least the chapter that is here on the island. Are they just meeting in an open square? And who's giving them the 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 the, the place to do that? So I is the think, city saying, Oh, it's okay for you to meet here. I think that they might have a mobile temple, Frank. Are you, Are you talking about like Beatles shop, but it's a church? Yes. Do, 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 do. Instead of a temple, Frank, it's a tent pole. A single tent pole. Not a tent, not a tent pole. A I know tent what you're saying. It was a really bad and terrible pun. Uh, you should feel a portmanteau, if you will. <laughs> That's not a tent pole. How is that a portmanteau? Tent. It's not even a temple. bad manteau. Tent it's... temple. Tent temple. Ten pole. I hate you so hard sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sure. Not, not in front of the podcast listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they can't. They can't see. I mean, tent, sure, but like. You don't want to do a church out on the bay? That sounds so much cooler. They can put the tent up in the bay. <laughs> okay. You don't like okay. the, You don't like the weird circus tent thing going on? They just all get in. I just don't know how that what that has to do with uh whatever. Um okay. All right, I mean sure, sure. So they're so they're decentralized. I I think that we can do better, though. I, I think that there's more to be figured out about this god, and I think that we... I mean, first of all, we're talking about, you know, their relationship to the community. Okay, kind of cool. I, I can see... Makes sense as far as arbitration is concerned. Are they making laws, or are they observing laws? Do they have an entire dogma of laws that uh, insist on being followed, that are that are or aren't being in, inherited by the city of Parasari? Or, like, or do they have, like, kind of their own relationship to... I don't know, did, did, you know, like wh- what is let's like let's like look into the meat of what they actually are as a church. Um, so, again, I want about what's what's uh, what's what's we're, we're in the all about. I want to go weird again with the They don't okay. make laws. They think that each people, pe- the people as like a, a group of people that share a system of beliefs and all that shit, they should make their own laws hmm. because they know best what is best for them. That kind of tracks, actually, with what you're saying about the fact that she's the goddess of law. Wernenthal's job is not to to judge based on morality, but to ensure that people are following the law. Yeah. Oh, that's fucked up. That could be real fucked up. I think that she's a... I mean, she might be true neutral then, in terms of her alignment, because... Um, this is another one of those gods where it's like more just observing the forces of nature and ensuring that they are enacted than it is about um, than it is about in, uh, placing or making judgment about what is good or evil. 
Like the Ethereum has a pretty good idea of what it thinks good and evil is. And it's actually important for the regents who espouse like bene benevolent values to then, you know, try and place them in front of the people. At least it's important to them. And it seemed like own like wanted to put that there. Right. But this is a whole other thing. This is this is you're saying literally the like Wernenthal does not care about the justice of the law, but just that the law is followed. I think so. Huh. What do you think her relationship is with rogues and thieves? Uh, because they have their own codes. They have their own set of rules and laws. They're just an informal thing. I think so long as they're of a people and they refuse to follow that people's laws, they're, you know, not they're apostates in her eyes. I think I'm glad you said that because I think that there's just it's one of those things where it's just not very compatible. It's literally. It, it is there is an ideology there, despite the fact that the ideology would claim that it has no morality, but it is about, you know, sort of the ideology is law must be followed when not everyone would agree with that, because sometimes I think, honestly, it's not always a very. Uh, it's not a it's not a highly relatable god to follow because i think there's plenty of times when people experience extremely unjust laws and they're gonna say that um this is basically cop god Ooh, i don't know that, ooh, ooh, that's not great i mean even if the cops did follow all the rules and weren't in, insanely corrupt the fact that they can create rules at laws about like things to follow and things that don't apply to them. Yeah, but the thing is, is it's not, it's not the cops that are making the laws. It's because remember specifically, we said it's the people that make the laws. And if the people aren't making the laws, something is wrong. Are you talking about the real world or in, in Halame? In Halame, this is what we're in. Okay, thing gotcha. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're thing sure. is the people make the laws that the people follow. Okay. So the community as a whole is making laws, not people in power. Yeah, though I think that what this might look like is that the community elects representatives and the representatives mm. make laws, because that's effectively what that is. Right. And, and just to be clear, we're not I, I am not trying to go down a path of this being a perfect system or that this God is actually saying, and this is the right and just way of doing things, because you can easily get a democracy that marginalizes people. I mean, inherently, the nature of a uh, uh, a a democracy is that it basically takes majorities and favors them over minorities, yep. which is how most injustice exists is by sweeping people, minorities under the rug because they can't vote for like high enough to overturn the majority. And Wernenthal's yeah. answer to those people is not going to be pretty great. It's going to be pretty bad. It's going to be basically like if you yeah. don't consider yourself of these people, you should you should go somewhere where you can enact your laws for yeah, your people. enact your own laws, which is like xenophobia or like anti-immigrant or whatever. Like, you know, it's like it's very much uh, like, oh, well, hey, the Romani, you know, if you if you're picturing like, you know, England or whatever or anywhere where they had a strong presence, it's like, well, the Romani should just build their own country. Just leave. If you're not wanted here, just go somewhere where you're wanted. It's like, that's so fucked up. <laughs> but sure. Okay. Pretty fun. I actually I'm I'm fine with that, though, because I think on the surface, it solves a lot of problems on a surface level. And I think that that creates the fact that it's very flawed deeper um, creates an intricacy that is very interesting to deal with, with the, um, you know, and, and adds like def definitely like levels of, of depth 
to the nuances of what's going on on Perisati. Um, so, okay, so you've got, yeah, you've got kind of on a surface level a person that you can go to to solve your your disputes, probably create some injustice, um, uh, uh, tons of injustice, but they're just observing laws that are being made by other people. So what are these clerics doing all day? And like, what is, how, how did Wernenthal come about? I mean, without going too big on this, like what, was she created by own? Was she a result of sort of like the, the, the gleaning of, of psychic energies of people saying we need somebody who does this. And so we believe that there is one or I don't know. What are your thoughts about? I think that for as long as there've been the knowing they have formed themselves into like-minded communities that have enshrined some amount of order through maxims or laws upon that Mm -hmm. community. Yeah. And so by just a continuous stream of this kind of activity, Wernenthal was made. And they were first like, you know, valorized by some maybe dwarves or whatever. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, probably... I mean, that's the thing is, yeah, Wernenthal would just totally be on the side of all the laws of the Sanguine Empire, for one, you know, yeah. like just for example, um, the, all the ones about enslavement is just like, well, hey, you know, rules got to be followed. So question, is there an allowance or an awareness of the fact that sometimes laws get overturned or whatever? Like, how do you create a new law in accordance with sometimes the will is, of the people changes? And so so that's and that's kind of my question is, is, is that Wormenthal's purview on monitoring, hey, the will of the people has changed No, because they're really just about re- reflecting the laws that exist. Yep. But they do. They, I think that there is this idea that the laws that exist should reflect the will of the people. And if it doesn't, then there's something to be said about uh, adjustment to the laws, because the laws should adjust should reflect the will of the people. Yeah, I'm thinking that it's it's not a situation where it's a companion god that then is like the one who monitors the will of the people. I think that might be the I wonder if that's the role of the clerics or something, not necessarily to make uh, decisions like... on that and that ultimately the law is must be followed, but that they maybe report to Wernenthal or record for her or something like that. And basically just saying like, Hey, we don't think that these uh, laws are fair, but we will continue to, to, to support them. Oh, I just, I'm just imagining that like the, they're the ones that are like knocking the doors. So, like you should go vote for your representative. Make sure that your representative knows about your feelings about. The right. Laws. Exactly. The, 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 the don't boo vote, which is a great thing to say, but is so flawed. That's a whole other series of podcasts, though. You could do four podcasts each with an episode a week on about, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I absolutely think that like they're probably like vote, 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 vote. Um, which we so we've talked previously, I think a couple episodes ago about how the judicial system works a little bit uh, on Padasari, and that there is an upper and lower house, and that among the lower house or or at least i don't know if this is the lower house or if this is a different entire group but that there uh, there are like i think we kind of talked about calling them either counselors or neighbors like these people who are representatives of your block um and that for every like 100 people or so there's like a, a you know a, a neighbor and then yeah. that neighbor then speaks for on your behalf and votes and things like that um yeah 
Do you think that these neighbors then also have a relationship with Wernenthal? Uh, I don't imagine it's like particularly formal. It might just be like, you know, Wernenthal like espousing the virtues of neighbors. Okay. Or like, or maybe the clerics, do the clerics have a relationship with the neighbors? Like they use them as a reference point of what's going on in the city and like, yeah, they would what probably laws are potentially being made and stuff. They would probably sponsor like discussion forums with neighbors, and they're like they're like the people that the news companies that do debates. They're like, yes, you should come and do this to help ex- you know figure out the will of the people. That'd be funny. I like that. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of down with that. I, I like that idea. Okay, I think we actually are getting kind of close to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. This might be a little. Bit of a shorter one, uh, y'all, because we're uh, we're trying to record two in one day. But um, yeah, I don't know. Are there any one in ones? I feel like we could definitely return to this, or just return to the gods in general in terms of their relationship to, to Parasari or the people of Parasari to the gods. Because I don't know if we necessarily painted the most elaborate picture um, or full picture of like how this actually looks in day to day life beyond just arbitration. I mean, are they kind of like a like a living record of are the clerics a living record of just here's all the different laws. And so, like, technically, this law says to do this. Like, are there judges? You know, is there a court system? Like, is there is there any kind of court system whatsoever on Parasari? Like, where do you go with your grievances when a law doesn't necessarily it has a gray area? Because not all laws are like perfectly clear. Or when you're test- contesting the, the law, you're clearly not going to Wernenthal. But I would be surprised if they didn't have a presence in that process because it feels like their whole purview, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe there is a court system in Wernenthal is, you know, there's a there's an uh, observer there to make sure that everything is blessed or, you know, whatever. Just, you know, er, I had an idea. Go for it. I don't know if you'd call these, but I'm wondering if there are these like basically tiny laws that you can go to to the to the church of Wernenthal to get officiated or something. Or I don't know, maybe they monitor it. Maybe there are tiny laws that specifically they're like permits or whatever, where, for instance, if Jody and Bob are having a problem. Wow. Terrible names. If you're if they're having a problem with the coral harvesting versus the fishing or whatever, maybe Jody and or Bob could go to the clerics of Wernenthal and get something written down into law that, hey, uh, only Jody something last names and can harvest coral from these times to these times. Like maybe the way that they settle disputes is by creating new laws. And there's just a million tiny laws and it's up to the clerics to keep track of them all. Maybe what happens is like they take their grievances to an adjudicator of Wernenthal and Wernenthal, the adjudicator of Wernenthal takes them to their neighbor and then they discuss with their neighbor and then Wernenthal like writes down what the decision is. Yeah. 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 Cause they, that's right. Cause they're not making the law, but like they're recording the law. And so there's maybe these, they keep track of okay yeah i actually like this because there's like there are certain limits to what you can and can't do with basically a neighbor law and what you need to do is you go to the neighbor you're basically your representative you and the neighbor and the 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 third the other party 
sit down together, figure it out. The neighbor acts as the judge. You hash out the law. If they can't figure it out but, uh, from them alone or they're like, I don't have time to deal with this, um, which really I think their whole job is they're getting paid to do this. Yeah. They're getting paid to keep track of this stuff. Um, if they can't figure it out or they think that it's outside of their scope, which the cleric of Wernenthal helps officiate and like monitor and keep track of like, hey, you kind of can't actually make this decision because it impinges on these other ones. Then it goes to like a higher court and actually goes to a lower house and becomes like a, a decision that all of the neighbors meet on together. But otherwise, it's something where the, the two the two parties or however many parties there are, <laughs> yo, uh, they uh, they get together with the neighbor and a cleric of Wernenthal. Cleric of Wernenthal basically just keeps track that things are within the scope of their their rule system, because that's what they would do in any, you know, it's just this is the specific Protestant version of that. They make the. What did you call it? Oh, like the little, the tiny law? You gave it a, a name. Did I? I thought you did. Maybe you didn't. Uh, you, we could make a name for them. Eh, it's, I mean, maybe later. Okay. Uh, we'll just kind of keep it trucking. But yeah, basically they make that rule. The rule gets then recorded by the cleric of Wernenthal and then, you know, shared with all the other clerics that like, hey, this is now a thing. So yeah, I, I think that that's actually kind of fun. I like that as a way of like dealing with these. And obviously there's plenty of bias and stuff like I'm sure that the neighbors can be bought and stuff. And oh, yeah, there's some level of corruption that like is acceptable, I guess. Or like there's there's an aspect of like people trying to make a just system. So like you sometimes have mayors who in the upper house, you have people who like create a, you know, a committee for investigating corruption among the neighbors or whatever. And then they hire a bunch of neighbors to do it. <laughs> They're like, yeah, there's no corruption <laughs> because they got paid off by all the people who are corrupt or whatever. But yeah, lots of fun to be had there. I think that that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think that's kind of my one. I don't know if you had a one. Um, no, I think I think we're good. I think that was enough. All right. Well, um, I think that uh, that leaves us at the end of the episode yeah thanks for letting us be your escape if you forgot your worries and you want to make others forgetful we're on every podcasting service known to the knowing so don't be greedy share us with your friends just corrected himself on humankind which i appreciate and and said the knowing instead um because uh you know he's very he knows that humankind doesn't make sense in Hell am I? Did we? I might just cut all of that. <laughs> did we discuss something that was confusing as hell? Uh, of course we did. Um, but chances are that there's some context in the podcast description. So go ahead and go there. Uh, you can also explore the subreddit or reach us at the Lorekeepers on Twitter or email us at lorekeeperspodcast at gmail.com for questions or things you'd like to hear in future episodes. All bow before the musical might of Joshua T.G.E. Silkinghammer, Forger of the Land of Heroes, the Lorekeepers theme. Oh. Until next time, don't forget, uh, there are always more law, baby laws. There's always more baby laws to baby. There's always more baby laws to birth. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
Okay, I had a couple of different ideas for episodes. I was thinking it could be fun to finally do a god mill and do the whole temple thing. I thought it'd be if we could revisit that captain's guild that we talked about, or like the captain's circle or whatever, the one with the with the square. Yeah, the Dosekis Captain's Guild, or whatever the, it was. Wait, why is it Dosekis? I don't know. I just feel like it has that kind of feel with like the weird, like Silver Fox who's done everything and. Uh huh. And is that, that's and his... what Dosekis is, is known for. They're really good to marketing to ships captains. Exactly. Okay, they have a very narrow demo that they sell to. Uh, Let's see, because so, okay, so we we started doing episodes on Fridays. This episode or episode eight is coming out on the 11th this week. The next episode is coming out on the 18th. The episode after that is coming out on Christmas Day. Ooh. so this episode that we're going to be recording now will be for next week. I think we should decide on doing something a little holodazzly. Okay. Is there any way that you want to, we want to pitch that? I mean, like, should we do, do they have a Bremen? They have a 366 day year or is it 300? Is it a 360? I forget because they have five day weeks. Maybe it is a 365 day week, uh, year. No, they have six day weeks. And I think, oh, yeah, six day weeks. The number of uh, weeks in a year is. Something like 60. Yeah, there's 60 weeks in a year because it's 360 days. So six times six is 36, 360. Um, and then they have an additional six. A 61st week, which is the, the, you know, the Bremen week. I don't know. Do we want to do like a, a holiday thing for for? How do you do that for a specific city? Like, do we just talk about like what they would do? I don't know. What do you think? Or we could do a departure from Padasari and do just like its own holiday thing. Are you ready, Frank? Because I have an excellent idea. Do we have like a mermaid Santa Claus? I was. I'm not ready. Go ahead. (laughs) That is also a good idea. But I was thinking we do a twist. Love child of Christmas and. Hanukkah. A love child of Christmas and Dia de los Muertos. Okay. Because we've got all these spirits running around. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I like this. Okay. Yeah. I think that we can do some fun with that. I don't know if we... Maybe it's not called Bremen then. And maybe... You know what? I think it's probably rooted in magical things that are happening. Like maybe... The 61st week shit actually happens like weird stuff. And maybe that's actually just true all over. Uh, whatever. We can figure that out next episode. Yeah, so maybe we call it Namurb. Namurb? Yeah, it's Bremen uh, backwards. <laughs> I did the same joke on my thing. She loved it exactly as much. She's Specifically like, not- calling something Namurb? No. It was just she was trying to figure out her character name and she still hasn't figured it out. And I'm like, Angie <sighs> Carter. Ugh. Do you do you see it as like your role to make those terrible jokes or something? Like that's your job because it doesn't have to be. You don't it, have to be that guy. It pleases me, Frank. Okay, well, as long as it pleases the court. All right, yeah. So we'll do that for the next episode. For this one, do you uh, do you want to do um, the Captain Circle or the God Mill? 
I want to do the God Mill. I feel like it's been a long time since we did a God. I'd be curious to see what a temple would look like and how specifically the people of Parasari like re- respond and create a relationship with this God. Well, it sounds like we're doing the fucking God Mill, Frank. Let's I mean, it. if you don't want to, we don't have to. No, let's do it. Okay. All right. Also, I was going to ask you, did I tell you about the the space travel thing? The space travel thing. My galaxy brain moment with Star Wars? No. Okay. Uh well, probably get started soon, but we got we got a little bit of time. Um I just that there was a <laughs> So, I was watching Clone Wars, which I finally caught up to the point in Mandalorian where Obviously, there's a lot of crossover, but like one very specific thing that you've probably already seen that I saw on Friday, um, I flipped my fucking shit. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned. seen it. I don't know if I've seen it. Okay. Uh, I did upload, I think there's now six episodes of The Mandalorian on Plex. Okay. I uploaded an additional two or three. I haven't seen uh, Clone Wars that much, but I have seen, all, I'm up to date on Mandalorian. Okay. I'm not sure. I'll say. It's not super important, and I don't okay. think it's a super major spoiler. Um, but I was like, just I was watching these different videos uh, of people. Like, I started watching Clone Wars, and then I like started watching videos of just like um, people getting into cool shit with, you know, uh, like doing lore stuff for for Star Wars. And one of the things I didn't know was that there's hyperlanes. I didn't know how that that worked. Um, that basically the way that, uh, uh, apparently the way that hyperspace works, do you know how hyperspace works? It's so cool. I know a little bit and I do know those hyperlanes, but I'm not sure exactly what their function is. I assume they just make you go faster, but yeah. So essentially all it is, is it is, um, the relationship between real space and hyperspace is that hyperspace, uh, is, is like. A, like a contracted version of of real space. So remember how I came up with I think Tantus and Tantus is like sort of it is a sliver of it's like all of the space between atoms taken out. Um and so it's like a version of a, a, a contour realm that like maps reality differently hyperspace is kind of doing a similar thing where um objects in real space create a i think they call it like a gravitometric shadow where essentially it has like an imprint or or like uh like a you know a presence in hyperspace but it's like literally an alternate reality um that they're a, a different dimension that they're using for travel so uh people aren't actually traveling faster than light they're traveling at high speeds through a space that is heavily like contracted so you can get across the hundreds of thousands of light years of Star Wars galaxy in a matter of days or weeks. But basically this video was like, uh, so hyperlanes I think are just like, for whatever reason, the way that gravity is associated between the different bodies creates a lane in, in hyperspace that specifically like increases that sig- like. The, or, or, or uh, you know, reduces that distance even more so. And what's what was cool about watching this video and stuff is it was explaining cl- colonization as to why there was all this dark space, like an unexplored, like half of the galaxy is basically unexplored and there's only a couple of mapped regions. And the reason is, is because 
most civilization is actually kind of clustered around these hyperlanes. Um, so there's like six or seven of them. Okay, I need to I need to shorten this more so because I could really go down a rabbit hole here. But the interesting thing was was basically it was like why was so um, without spoiler like too much spoilers like why was it that uh, such a dangerous thing to travel not in hyperspace? Have you seen that episode where like uh, the Mandalorian has to has to like hit, takes on a job where he's basically burying somebody space. not through hyperspace? Yeah. Jeez, dude, if you're an arachnophobe, that that episode was fucking horrible. Well, you don't like, like lamprey. Rachel had to keep her eyes closed for a solid like uh, <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes of that entire episode. Wow, I didn't realize she was yeah. an arachnophobe. Well, I mean, I think you don't have to be if it's, things are that scary. But um, and man, that was a good episode. I liked that, though. Uh, also, fucking baby Yoda, man. Um, uh, okay, but yeah, anyways, the reason why it was so, uh, among the different reasons why they, it was so dangerous, like one of them was, A, you can be tracked, you can't be tracked through hyperspace, um, but you can be tracked in, in real space, B, you can slam into objects at relativistic speeds, <laughs> which doesn't happen in hyperspace, um, because there's no other objects in hyperspace, like the, the likelihood that you're going to hit another ship, even on a hyperlane, is basically non-existent, and objects don't actually exist, they just cast gravitometric shadows, so like, but you can hit, you know, a tiny pebble and you hit that at relativistic speeds and then everything is just, you know, now we have to do fusion chemistry to figure out how that shit works. But yeah, uh, and then also it's a lot slower. Um, it's significantly slower, even traveling at relativistic speeds. So you can really only do like some system hopping. And because there's a ton of stuff that's uncharted, most of the stuff that's charted is charted because of hyperlanes. So if you're not using, or even just any of the, the, the hyperspace travel, if you're not using any of that, um, there are millions of worlds that have been unexplored or unnoticed, or even, uh, or at best have an outpost somewhere nearby. If you don't have that, then like shit happens like happened in that episode. So that was super interesting. But the thing that was the galaxy brain moment realization for me was the fact that it was like, oh, that explains what's going on in uh, uh, what is it? Not Revenge of the Sith or Return of the Jedi. What's this? Empire Strikes Back. In Empire Strikes Back, uh, Luke goes to Dagobah, right? And he's like there for uh, like a couple of days and then learns basically nothing and then goes to Bespin. Not exactly. See, the, the travel to Cloud City took months because uh han the uh, the millennium falcon didn't have a hyperdrive it was busted in the in the field i had completely forgotten about this but like that was also why it was so dangerous for them is that they were uh they had to travel without being tracked at relativistic speeds to a place that was super far away and couldn't use a hyperdrive and so like literally it was a couple of months there when in the movie they never really explain that or like you don't really see that but that's what's happening is is it took that long for them to get there that uh, Boba was able to see that they were doing it, jump ahead of them, warn like Darth Vader. Darth Vader had enough time to like go and like just kind of chill out, establish a, a presence and just wait for them. So, yeah, anyways, it was like I was like, oh, shit, that's actually really cool. Now I understand how hyperspace works. That is cool. Yeah, totally worth the extremely long explanation on a podcast that has nothing to do with Star Wars. Kind of has something to do with Star Wars. 
I don't know. It was really gravity braid for me in the moment, but let's move on. Also, Clone okay. Wars gets good, dude. Um, I'm 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 on the last episode of season four, and holy shit, dude, there is some nightmare fuel in there. If you thought the spiders from uh, Mandalorian were freaky, wait until you see the witches, um, the Night Sisters take on Dooku's army. Holy shit, dude, there's some fucked up stuff. And then the next episode, some really freaky body horror like Cronenberg but metal spider esque shit. It's it's messed, dude. It gets good. I, yeah. I like it. Got to the got to the point where I'm like not necessarily like doing something while I watch. I'm just watching. That's pretty cool. Because I knew about the Night Sisters and Dooku's army and that whole thing because uh, in which one was it? Um, in Star Wars, the Fallen Order. That's it. That's oh, sure. Game. Jedi Fallen Order or whatever. Should I play that, by the way? It's good, yeah. Yeah? It's like a Souls... Especially if it... I'm on a Star Wars kick. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a Souls-like Star Wars Souls game. Light? Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I'll have to get it on discount. I heard it was pretty decent. I thought it was I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it quite a lot. Especially when I get my uh, new 37. Dude, I got my, my uh, Ryzen chip yesterday. It nice. came, finally. So it's a 5800. Yeah, it's a... Uh... <laughs> it's gonna be pretty beefy yeah yeah i have to check it out but yeah night sisters are super interesting i don't know for me i'm i'm like i think the most interesting thing to me in the force is the people who don't approach it the way that the jedi do witches or like sith magic or uh i mean like the entire idea of alchemy um the gray jedi obviously or like the gray um I don't remember. I guess they I think they're just called Grey Jedi. I don't know. I just a whole I, I enjoyed the whole approach that the last Jedi took to the force as being like, it's not just a good or evil thing. Good or evil uh, are. Like associations that people make with the force, but the force is something that is, is a tension that exists between all things. As it relates to heat and cold and light and dark and like, you know, it's it is the difference in things, not just good and evil. Good and evil is just one of the spectrums. There's a reason why Yoda uses like, you know, force lightning, which. Yeah, I mean, I know I've said this before, but it always just seemed like the stupidest thing to me. Like, why couldn't you use electricity? It's electricity, man. Is electricity evil? Is that like is that I don't understand why, you know, lightning's scary, I guess. Is that why it's a bad person thing only? But you know, taking over a person's mind and using mind control is a good person thing. Yeah, the moral logic there is just it's spaghetti. I mean, it might be a consequentialist kind of argument of like, you know, you you fiddle with someone's mind and they don't really remember it. You shoot someone with lightning, they're scarred forever and they have a lot of pain. Right, but you don't have to use force lightning against a person. What if you need to power up a fucking battery, you know? Or like, uh, only the Sith have fire like like force pyro whatever i don't know what it's called but like they can use that force pyrokinesis yeah basically and it's like oh the jedi can't use it because it's evil to use fire to like turn on a lighter or something to ignite an engine are you kidding me really oh it's the limits you know i can't i can't turn down uh turn into the dark side or whatever also uh i, I think books a- for the rpg sorry go ahead I think a part of it is what um, enables people to use the force is mm-hmm. to to access some kinds of force powers. Like you're talking about lightning and fire. 
you have to be in touch with your emotions in a certain way, you know, that's Probably. what I understand. And then, but to use the, the quote unquote light powers, you, you need like serenity and all this different stuff. Yeah. And they're like more basic and easier and, and it's a little bit harder to kill people or fuck up with the light powers. Right. So, well, so may, the fair. Jedi order might just be kind of like, a look, uh, we're giving people wizard powers and if we made a bunch of wizards that could kill a bunch of people, probably not the best, at least, you know, when in their training and maybe when they're masters, they can learn the other stuff. I'm not sure. That's what I imagine. That's why, like, yeah, Yoda can do it. Sure, but they give them laser swords. Yeah, the laser swords is not the best. <laughs> like, I don't know. That seems... Also, how come Jedi don't use blasters, too? I feel like you'd, I, I would want to see more Jedi... Like, I, I want to see jedi that are trained in using blasters like i think that that could be a totally i know that there are some i don't think there were clone troops or, or something but there was something in the expanded universe that was like the legends canon where it was a battalion of force sensitive i don't think there were clone troopers but i think there, there was might have been clone troopers or something that they were essentially gray jedi and they were using like the force to assist their like you know use of blasters and stuff for increased accuracy. I think or basically perfect accuracy. There were dark troopers of the who were of the Empire. In the it wasn't dark universe. troopers. No, they were specifically like of the Gray Jedi Order, even though they weren't actually Gray Jedi. I don't uh, know. I don't know them. I just want to see more. Like I like seeing like I, I don't know the, the force and the way that the force is approached by the Jedi is it feels like as though everything we're seeing through the lens of Christianity. And it's like, there are other ways of, 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 of understanding or ratifying a sense of, of God, you know? And I think that it's, it's interesting to me to see like other approaches that the, for instance, I think in, I haven't played it, but in KOTOR 2, like one of the big things is that there's a, somebody who is basically trying to kill the force um, because they see the force as something that uses everybody, regardless of if you're a Sith, you are trying to use the force, but you're only powerful because you have the force. And if you're a Jedi, your whole thing is, is trying to relinquish control to the force and allow the force to throw you. But either way, your free will is affected by the force and effectively what you wanted, which is not nearly as interesting, like in, in practical terms, is our world where there is no force. You know, and 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 so so she's like she was trying to kill it, and I think she comes close to succeeding. I don't know, but that's see that's like interesting to me is like the idea of like no, I reject it entirely, not just like good or evil, just get rid of it. But yeah, and that's why I kind of like um, how we are with Mandalorian, where it's like you know go speak to the wizard and they'll you know tell you what to do and it's like so you talk to the jedi and we're all familiar with Jedi. like well oh we know the jedis but everyone else is like who the fuck are these like weird magic users like they're like literal yes. sorcerers i love that 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 i enjoy is like the idea that the jedi are actually i like it, it brings weirdness back into the force of being like nobody's heard of this what the fuck are you talking about they're sorcerers they yeah. use magic what? <laughs> okay. I'll just shoot him with the blaster. No, no, no. Their magic is better than your blaster. <laughs> How? <laughs> uh, they just, they can stop it. Th they can stop a blaster bolt. Okay, sure. All right. Whatever. 
they that, definitely are sorcerers then. Yeah, at that point, you're just like, you know, fuck off. Like, you're just making shit up now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, show's good. Uh, yeah, we should probably no, start the episode. We should probably start making <laughs> shit up now. Yeah, I suppose. Well, hey, good, good back-end content, but yeah. I'm all, all right, about the back-end content. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so I think I start this one. It's been a little bit because I, uh, I think the last couple of ones you've, you've begun them. 